Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, and we want to continue the discussion about communication because it's such an important aspect of marriage. And specifically, we want to talk about how to give your spouse your best in terms of communication. When we're together with our spouse for any length of time, we become really comfortable with them, and sometimes that comfort and familiarity and closeness can can lead to giving your spouse your best, but then also sometimes giving them your worst. Mm. And when, when relationships are young, oftentimes that best communication is there, but over time we can say things that are hurtful or damaging or demeaning to our spouse, and we just want to really guard against that and talk about some ways to do that here today. Yeah, it makes me think of the beginning of our dating relationship. Yeah. Any communication from you, anytime we got to talk, any words you spoke or wrote, I mean, full attention given. Everything you said, I just wanted to hear, I wanted to be engaged with, I wanted to be a part of. And then as we dated further, do you remember I took that big trip across to Europe? Yeah, I remember. Gone for two months, we had started dating and... All of a sudden, our communication was so limited because I didn't have a cell phone or whatever. I couldn't use it. This was, yeah, (laughs) this was like pre-international cell phone plan. Seriously. So we had, I had 10 minutes a day of computer time to send you communication. Yeah. And so back and forth, we sent these emails. And I remember just the preciousness of each word and sentence you sent me, wanting to read it, understand it, soak it in, really focus on it. Well, here's what happened. You had 10 minutes a day. I had 24 hours a day, <laughs> yeah. and I would just sit there and click refresh on my email Aww, and click refresh, so and cute. then when a message would come from you, I would read every syllable slowly yes. and over and over and over again, but your emails were like two sentences because I, you had yeah. 10 minutes to communicate with everyone, everyone your family, yeah. everything, Oh yeah. and we were just newly dating, and yeah. so I got a fraction of your 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. not the whole thing. No. Uh, my emails to you were super long and detailed and just explaining what's going on, and I was responding to your questions. And um, and so, our, yeah, our communication early was, was very limited. Yeah, but it was awesome. It was so good. Even coming back from that trip, I mean, how much we had to talk about and catch up on and just the focus, the attention, the the care of our words to one another in those first years of dating were, oh, they were so sweet, you know? Yeah. Then what happened? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I was not saying it's not sweet now, but as time goes on, some of the sweetness maybe tends to wear off. Yeah. You know, some of yeah. the excitement. No, like, and that's the tension we want to draw out here. You get so close to your spouse that ironically, you can end up giving them just daggers, words that are hurtful and short and, you know, you can let out your frustration or anger or, Mm -hmm. you know, annoyance on your spouse. And you might even say things to your spouse that you would never say to your boss at work or a friend or someone that you're less close with. So in an effort to think through how to give your spouse your best, let's just walk through Phrase by phrase, Mm -hmm. Ephesians 4.29. I think we've probably referred to this verse before. It's a really helpful and pointed verse um, to direct us how to communicate well. Yeah. Can I read it? Sure. Okay. So verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. 
Boom. It's a good one. So if we just look at the first phrase there, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. Um, what does that involve for us in our marriage? Yeah. I think that's any words that are harmful that are not helpful. And I think it can be easy to have your words slide into the harmful category, either words that are intended to put the other person down or words that are not even intended to benefit the conversation and move things forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think of unwholesome or corrupting stuff. It's just stuff that's like out there and the person's response is going to be, oh, that's that's not helpful. That's terrible. I wish you wouldn't have said that. Yeah. They're rotten words. They're negative words. So in a marriage, these words can be exchanged and the spouse can fire back. You know, this this can really incite a bad response out of your spouse and create a blow-up argument. Or your spouse can just be really hurt by this and feel bad or feel guilty or whatever. And um, we just we just know that there's a real danger to corrupting talk within a marriage. I think put downs or negatives said about you in front of you or to you. And I also think about the temptation within a marriage to say, I told you so, you should have listened to me, any of those things. They're not going to be helpful in the conversations that husbands and wives has as they make decisions and move forward. You know, we need to make sure we stay away from any of those words and develop a filter for as words come to mind that we may want to fire back or words that we may want to say because we're upset, that we filter out and pause and think this is not going to be a helpful word to contribute in this conversation. Don't let that word out of your mouth. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Close your lips, just don't say anything. Yeah, I think too, we can say corrupting talk or we can do corrupting talk when we're frustrated about something at work or something that happened during the day or there's annoying circumstances or we're tired or we're in pain or mm-hmm. any number of things that are totally unrelated to the marriage or to the relationship. Right. And when you get in that conversation with your spouse, you snap or you know, yes. let let something out that's hurtful. Right. Just because you're talking to them. I don't know. Right. It's just a response to maybe other factors. And totally. all of a sudden you're taking it out on your spouse when you really should deal with it in a different way and not not let that interaction come into the conversation or into the relationship. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really helpful exhortation for this passage to say, don't let that stuff come out of your mouth. Just yeah. shut that down before it starts. And the alternative then is the rest of the verse. But... Here are the kinds of words that you should let out of your mouth. Only such as is good for building up. If we just pause right there. Here are the kinds of words we should speak. Words that are good for building up. Mm -hmm. What a contrast. Right. Encouraging words that would help move the conversation forward. Things that would add to it in a good contribution. And things that are positive. Things that are um, on the on the side of the coin, you know, you think of the opposite sides of the coin, the negative and the positive. I mean, we're talking about the things that are good. And I will often think, is this going to be a good thing? Is this going to be something helpful to Mark? Should I even say this? Should I keep my mouth shut or should I, should I add this in? And if that isn't developed, then we can just open our mouths and let things that don't fall into the good category come out. I mean, they could just be useless things. These need to be good things. Right. We don't want bad. We don't want useless. We don't want repetitive. We don't want, I mean, any, we want good things. Yeah. 
Yeah, this really would filter down. If, if people were to apply this passage, it would really um, stop a lot of words from happening. Yeah. Uh, we just think about the things that we talk about as husband and wife. Are they good for each other? Are they good for others? Mm-hmm. Are they good for the people that we're talking about? There's a lot of different aspects of what makes a word good. And to limit our conversation to stuff that is good is a high task. Yeah, I've had this verse memorized for a long time, and it says, with many words, transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. And I often think some of my words just need to be restrained. (laughs) A lot of my words at times need to be restrained, and there'll be wisdom in just closing your mouth at times. Because if it's not going to be good, if it's not going to be what we're talking about here, then just don't even say it. Don't even let it out there, hanging out there for others to hear. I'm just going to be silent for a second in response to what you just said. (laughs) Just to be wise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Silent. How wise do I seem right now? Really wise. I'm not. I'm not responding at all to what you just said. (laughs) Okay, this is the context you should speak, but many other times, no. Uh, Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, It goes on the passage here in Ephesians 4:29. Here's the words that should come out: only those that are good for building up. As fits the occasion. Oh, wait, we, did we talk much about building up? Uh, encouraging words. Yeah, edifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah encouraging. Praiseworthy, okay. yeah. As fits the occasion. Yeah. So there's another qualification. Huge. Don't mm-hmm. say it, if it unless it's good for building up. And if it's the right time and place and context for mm. it, if it fits the occasion, then you can say it. Right. And I think... That's uh, something we can do as spouses is really look at the moment and make sure it's the right moment for certain conversations. Sometimes our spouses, I see you specifically, you just need rest. You need quiet. You need a break. And for me to just, you know, let's talk about this and this and this and move through a schedule or move through a list. It's like, that's not going to be the best occasion. That's going to be the best time for us to have that conversation. Yeah. Well, this morning... We were standing in the bathroom brushing our teeth. Yeah. And you said, is now a good time for me to ask you a serious question? Yeah. And I said, well, why don't you just ask it and then we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's like, <laughs> all right. Yep. And so then you asked it, asked the question and then we talked about something yeah, there and then it. we tabled mm-hmm. it. We didn't, mm-hmm. we weren't able to get to the rest of it. So we tabled, we tabled it. So. Well, and the thing that made me even ask before launching in was it seemed like your mind was on other things. And so I didn't want to include another large item if it was going to be too much. So I was trying to pick the right time, but it had been something I thought of before that we needed to talk about. So, you know, you got to weigh those things. You got to, and really that means I don't necessarily just go when it's good time for me. I mean, a night person that I am, right? I love to have all these conversations at night. I don't want you to talk to me about anything in the morning. Right, <laughs> like that's never a good time. But we have opposites there, and so we need to think about the other person. When would be the best for them? What's the right time? What's the right place? That's All that. good. And then the the last part of the verse is that that your words may give grace to those who hear. So I'm going to limit my words to those that are good for building up, as it fits the occasion. That these words might give grace to the people who hear. So talking about communication within a marriage, I want my spouse to be graced by the words that I say. So hmm. what, is, what does that even mean? <laughs> <I don't. laughs> 
I don't know. I've never heard of the term be graced. Really? It's yeah. you know, it's when you're graced by something, you're you're graced by it. Obviously. <laughs> that does what it means. <laughs> so grace is getting something you don't deserve. And so my words are going to give you kindness. My, my words are going to give you something good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily because you did something to earn it and I'm, right. I'm rewarding you or repaying you, but right. I'm going to give you something good in my words. Yeah. And that often will change the goal maybe of our communication to thinking more about the other person, how they're going to receive it, what they need to hear, what would benefit them. Obviously, the you know conversations have to be hard sometimes and whatever. But you're you're thinking then is this going to be a gracious word for them to hear rather than am I getting my point across or am I getting what I need to be said or is he really hearing me? Those types of things maybe are changed when we're thinking about giving grace to the listener, our spouse. Sure, and this doesn't limit our communication to only positive things. Sometimes we have to talk about negative things, right. and it's a good and gracious thing to share hard words, to confront or rebuke or correct. Right. Sometimes that is the most loving and kind and gracious thing for us to do is mm-hmm. to hold on to the truth or enforce the truth or remind of the truth. Yeah. But so much of it goes about the way and the gentleness and the approach, right? So much of that still is about how we approach it with our spouse And I think that's what can slide after the years. We've taken off some of the sweetness, some of the words that are like honey, as the proverb says. And our words are curt and short, and they are not um, gentle and kind and encouraging words. That's not the intention. Cool. Well, I'm glad we had that conversation. Yeah, it's good. I think this is a good challenge for us to think about our communication with our spouses and kind of use this lens, this little framework from this verse to see what's going on. Yeah. And I think a good question to ask yourself, and then maybe you can talk about this with your spouse, is just to sit down and ask ask yourself, what are things that I can communicate to my spouse that would be good and build that, that person up and give them grace? Let me proactively come up with sets of communication with, with things that I can say to my spouse that would really bless them, that would really encourage them, that would help them and motivate them. A lot of our conversation that we have is reactive. I say something and you respond to me and then I respond to you and we react to each other. I guess what I'm trying to do with this question is maybe uh, come up with some proactive pieces of communication. What can I say to my wife today? What can I text her? How can I encourage her? How can I help her? And, uh, and then once you've done that individually, maybe come together and have a conversation with each other about what it looks like to implement this verse together. Yeah, those would be awesome conversations. I'd also challenge spouses to memorize this verse together. Memorize it this week and quiz each other, and that way you both have it locked in on your minds when you're talking to each other. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, thanks so much for checking in. We hope you have a wonderful day and we'll catch you next time. Peace.